dive in. I won't keep you too long um, and I won't make it too hard in here. So simply first things first, good morning to you. It's actually lovely to speak to you early in the morning because normally when I'm doing interviews at this time, it's the other side of the world, but you're in the UK, I'm in the UK. So it's good to speak to you this yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I, I do like. Uh, I am quite a morning person as well. I, I, I have my, my like uh, my usual, uh, you know, fitness routines that I like to kind of get started early with. You know, get get cracking. So by this point, I'm like, you know, already cracking on with X, Y, and Z. So I do. I, I am a morning person. Uh, I am the opposite. I'm not a morning person. However, I, I was at work last night, so I'm still up technically, so it doesn't count. <laughs> well, thank you for taking the time to do it. How, how's your day going so far? Pretty good. So I'm just taking it a little bit easy now. Obviously, after just coming off our UK headline tour, uh, it can, you know, it can take its... Uh, well, you can get conditions to touring, obviously. If you're doing it quite a lot, you can really you know, getting that flow of, you know, what it feels like to be, you know, just doing that day by day. Whereas we've, you know, I mean, just taking into consideration COVID and whatnot as well, we haven't been as like hammering it as we used to in the past. Mm. So to get on this tour, uh, you know, it, it takes a few shows to really kind of like blow out the cobwebs and, uh, you know, start feeling strong again. And, uh, <laughs> uh, but the end problem with the UK is that it's so small. We only get, you're only there for a week anyway. So just by the time we're, uh, you know, feeling like, oh, okay, this, this, I'm not as old as I, th I think or feel. I, I can, uh, I, I remember how, how this was where, and then it's, uh, <laughs> and then it's over. So, uh, I'm, uh, you know, feeling just like a little bit tired, just taking it easy, uh, let myself, uh, you know, repair a little bit before we, uh, before we start cracking on again you're basically because of the last couple of years you're not match fit and that's understandable i don't think you're alone in that but how were the shows overall how was the uh the week uh of shows well actually it was really really sick uh you know almost like contradictory you know to us um <laughs> not you know not been hitting it as hard as we used to uh we didn't really know what to expect with these shows. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I think it's fair to say that the UK is a little quieter for us than other territories. So we're always, you know, trying not to have any expectations at all uh, for what we're getting into because, you, you know, the, the the music industry in general can really surprise you. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's not for me to say, uh, it's not for me to have expectations. Sorry, is what I was going to say. Mm. Uh, so, but our expectations were blown, if if any. You know, if, if we did have any, because it was just sick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we had some really really great shows. Some of my favourite shows that we played in the UK, and uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, bop into the new album. We played a lot of new album tracks on on this tour. Uh, we, we we didn't want to just keep. Not that there's anything wrong with the old material, but, you know, there's only so many fans that would have seen it performed X amount of time. So we played a lot of new tracks and uh, it went down really well. Of course. I mean, also, you know, you're, you're out there to promote this. This is what you want to sell. This is what you're currently doing. Was there any particular show of the run that stood out more than any any other? It's <sighs> oh, a hard question. It is. Uh, uh, I'd probably say 
I'd probably say the London Underworld show, just because you know that's a that's a famous venue that is, and you know we we've played through we played through that venue. Every most of the times we've gone to London, we played that venue. And, you know, it's quite special and it's always such a really, really good time there. But we've only, you know, done that before with support, you know, mm-hmm. uh, as a as a support, main support, whatever. Uh, so to come back this time being like, oh, OK, we've been booked for that venue. And it's, uh, oops, excuse me, my uh, guitar lead, uh, you know, booked for that venue and it's our headline show. So, oh, OK, that's, that's kind of scary, actually. I wonder how that's going to go. But literally, that was one of the most mental shows we've played. Uh, you know, there was... It, it was packed out and uh yeah it was pretty unforgettable it was uh, super sick yeah another venue well I'm, I'm in london i know the underworld well so that packed out underworld is uh an exciting slash terrifying prospect yeah yeah <laughs> by you doing that as well by you saying london that just uh creates more rivalry amongst the uh, north and south divide in uh, the uk as well so up your game everybody else yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, like I said, that was a difficult question because, you know, some of the other shows were, you know, equally special, but in different ways. So, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I will have to, uh, you know, reluctantly go with uh, London, even though I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a blues boy, Birmingham boy. <laughs> <laughs> of course, uh, brand new album, Disparity, out right now, making its way into the world, tottering along. How have you found the feedback so far, both critically and from your listener base, you know, your comments and just the general feedback that you get from the live shows as well, I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, again, you know, try not, try not to uh, approach any of this with expectations. It's, again, completely blown my mind, the reaction that we've had to this album. I mean, you know, I, I check streaming statistics just because, like, I mean, I'm interested how that works anyway. I, I fans as well but I was just kind of every day I'd like check how we're doing and it's it's gone absolutely nuts the stream before I I I think our monthly listeners on Spotify nearly doubled it's it's crazy so um it's nice to see that it's not just like hit all our fan base but obviously a lot of new people are coming in I've seen one of the you know kind of average comments that I, you know of an average of comments that i see is um you know people saying holy shit i've never heard these guys before i'm loving this so that's been really really cool uh you know and you can, I can there's a lot of people at these shows as well that i've uh, kind of never seen before not that i'm like amazing at remembering a whole crowd but you see some kind of people that have been to the same you know the shows that you've done in the past and you recognize them but then there's all these other new people and they're just like oh this is my first time Ooh. seeing you guys so that's been really sick uh in terms of response to kind of the album itself yeah it really really good again it's it's like just so many fresh perspectives offered by people which is really interesting again just seeing you know og fans come through and say you know i'm so glad to see you guys back and uh you 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 never let us down um you know it's really nice that's just a really cool uh bigger expanse of what i could have ever imagined for this album they're getting to come along this journey with you as you grow, as you say, as you go from supporting bands in certain venues to headlining those venues. But you also made the point about 
many new fans because that's something that's uh, been notable from my side, paying attention. There's a lot of people reference you as almost discovering you for the first time on this album. And I find that fascinating almost to a degree. And it got me thinking as to why. What's different this time around? Is that something you've been able to put your finger on? I think... I, I'm try, I try not to observe it too much because I also, you know, want to just kind of enjoy it from a completely innocent mind. But, you know, if if I was to kind of really think about it on the spot, I'm assuming it's something to do with the fact that obviously we'd been away for a while and we then came back with a new vocalist. Or should I say our... our, our our original vocalist, mm. which, you know, in itself gets people just commenting, saying, you know, I thought you guys were gone, et cetera, et cetera. That creates more conversations. So it, I, I guess that was a little bit of an accidental flex. <laughs> uh, but we also put out tracks that were a little, were, were way kind of different to our older stuff. You know, when, when we... I think when we put Metamorph out, it was a real extension from the single from our previous album, Hancher. Mm. We're mixing this lo-fi electronic, you know, kind of motif-centered thing to then expanding that further with Metalcore. You know, I, I feel you know if without trying to like sound too big-headed, I feel like we do kind of do that on a on a much more developed level. Just because, it, and, and you know, it's it, it's mainly because we like that kind of music anyway, and it's really, really influential for us. So, you know, I, I promise you, it, it's come from a, uh, it's a, uh, it, it's come from a, what's the word I'm trying to look for? You know, it's it's come from a, it's come from the heart, that's it. Yep. Uh, so, we put that out, and then obviously, the next thing we put out after them was quite a while afterwards, and it was New Dawn, which is like literally just straight up heaviest shit we could, you know, come out with. Which also kind of pissed a lot of people off because they were like, you know, man, it's it's been you guys have been away for a while, and this is nothing like Metamorph or what's going on. Mm. But then it was just getting loads and loads of plays, so. It, it, again, it's causing this kind of unintentional friction that people keep talking about, and I don't know. It's it's the the music that we wrote for this as well is my favourite stuff that we've ever wrote. Uh, so and and I think it it has a lot more expanse to it again, which just once again contributes to the those uh, conversations that everybody's having. Like, oh, have you heard this new Ocean's track? It's like completely different to that. To, to their other stuff but still them at the same time if that makes sense so yeah man it's been, that, that's my kind of you know immediate observation anyway it makes a lot of sense um yeah i did pay attention to sort of a little bit of well if you want to call it online argument about um earlier sounds to what you sound like now and so on that kind of thing uh, but that's going to happen no matter what you do. You, as you grow as an artist, as you expand, you age, you learn, you're always going to develop and evolve. Uh, it feels, you said from the heart, the word I'd use was natural. It feels natural. Yeah. For you. That's it. That's it. <laughs> well, take me back to the early days of Disparity then. Specifically, what did your early vision look like for the record? Did you have one? 
That's a really good question because it's uh, again we we try not to force any approach to composition because when 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 we finished when we finished the cut when we Hakari kind of just came about naturally in that Chris was you know playing around with these instruments and then we were saying let's mix it with our music after we've and, and you know there there was a even though it wasn't intentionally a concept album it was a concept album because it had that you know major theme for it there but with disparity we just saw that window of opportunity with the Hancher sample being not as you know traditional authentic japanese instruments it just it did have that lo-fi kind of thing going on with it and we just saw that and had these are the sample banks that our producer clem had made for us that were in a similar you know it had, it had a similar vibe to it and then we just thought okay this seems like something that has presented itself as an opportunity we should go forward with that but you know there are there's still certain things uh certain values that we try to stick to as well where it's um you know not not trying to like I said earlier, like force something mm-hmm. to be the way it is. Hence, why on on disparity, not every track has a lo-fi intro, for example, or whatnot. Um, because as we're right, we still want to. We kind of write as consumers, so we'll 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 spend a day doing something, whether that's literally like a quarter of a track, and we will kind of you know step back and press play. And if we're not jumping up going, what the fuck, that was sick, you know, you know, if we're not getting that kind of reaction from ourselves, then we kind of get back to it. So it all relates back to influence because, like I said, we are really uh, big on lo-fi music and, you know, artists like Bonobo. Uh, but then we also can't uh, ignore our roots with deathcore and stuff like that, which we used to you know, listen to a lot. I think that's where where some bands can sometimes fall away from things because they kind of lose that connection with the past. But we, you know, we, we can't ignore what we used to absolutely jam the shit out, shit out of when we were kids. Uh, and I think that just kind of weaves its way in there with the opportunity that has presented itself with those sample banks that we had and then just trying to make music that we also love is kind of where it came from. There's no specific vision. We just try and move it, you know, day by day. Which makes complete sense as well. But considering, you know, you have that approach and you want to do it this way and there may not be a specific vision, but you have, I don't know, a grander bubble ideas at work. Events and situations often can dictate and force things in a different direction. Did that happen to you? at any stage and if so how did you manage it and me personally or band the band as a group you personally uh well you know the one thing you can say obviously contributes to the sound is going back to what i said earlier about you know having james our original vocalist back that does that does have a complete foresight because that is just a complete change in sound almost you know maybe not so much instrumentally but definitely on the vocal side of things, you know, when when we parted ways with Jake, it did leave that question mark of what the hell do we do? Um, you know, not to, that's not to say that we only reached out to James for that reason alone. You know, we 
it seemed like a logical step, but also one that, you know, presented us with this, you know, potential reconciliation between us both. And, and that's how it started out, uh, you know, which was nice, you know, just to reach out and, you know, kind of start speaking again and, you know, re resume that friendship. And then we go on to the composition side of things where it's it's like, okay, this is this is the only thing with having the original vocalist. You've got this, uh, oh, uh, this is familiar grounds that we had here. Let's let's crack on like we did, but also we're still not different people, but we've all grown, so there's different things to consider there. And, uh, you know, it, it, it does create a whole new environment. So that's, you know, definitely kind of the, the, the big topic there would you say that like then that new environment and adapting to that and getting used to what that experience was like was maybe the biggest challenge you faced when, when it came to making disparity a fully fleshed out being in some ways because yeah i mean you know james himself he, he he wouldn't have been as hard at, at it as he was then while he was away from the, I know, well, you know, he's got, he's, he has his other side projects, Live Alive, which he, which he does work on, but, it, it, you know, that's just ignoring the whole lot, being on tour side of things. Um, so it's, yeah, yeah, you could say that some aspects of it was him, you know, trying to find his feet again with stuff, you know, but it, it would have been so much more efficient had we not been kept, being disrupted by COVID. Yeah. I was going to say, you know, it's it, that that just kept adding more and more stops and just large gaps of not being able to do anything, which was incredibly frustrating. Uh, but, you know, the the the, the, the instrumental side of it, the, there wasn't so much, uh, so many walls there just because we, we had our ideas and we were going with it. It's just so unfortunate that everything kind of fell you know timeline wise where it did but uh you know we're, we're here now with the album out so it's it's not been that uh <laughs> it's not killed us off that much we know we, we didn't want to give up yeah COVID, uh the elephant in the room um as much as we now nowadays try to avoid almost talking about it in interviews sometimes inevitably it comes up particularly when an album has been worked on during the period of lockdowns and so on and uh, often a positive we hear from uh, pretty much all bands and artists we spoke to in the last couple of years about the this this period has been time. Is that what it did allow was potentially more time to perfect something that you would never normally have. Was that something you guys were able to take advantage of? I mean, if I'm speaking personally, it definitely was for me. Uh, I was very fortunate enough to have Chris... Uh, asked me to help him out on his drum solo project, Steezy. Cool. Uh, you know, I was on like a whole different, even though familiar territory, obviously working with Chris, which is what I do with Oceans, just a whole new experience, uh, which for me personally really, really drastically changed the way I perceived myself with music, uh, you know, and all the different avenues that that can go down. As a band, I guess it's given us time to, you know, regain energy, regain that drive to go out and do things. But on a much more professional level, like there's a lot of stuff that we've, uh, you know, 
ha, ha, you know, a lot of developments made for our live sounds. Because we, we were on a bit of a burnout before COVID. We, we 2018, we were literally on the roads all year. And we wanted to, wanted to get this album, uh, this uh this third album like done so mm. it, it and, that, and that was through 2019 when we kind of stopped touring to really kind of finalize it and then we got cut off just when we we're at the precipice of uh progressing further with it um so yeah it's personally me very very beneficial to work with chris and do steezy because that was a two-year project uh, you know, as a band, yeah, it's it's given us some space that we needed, if that all makes sense. It, it does, and it's great to hear because ultimately, universally negative period, we've got to pull any positives out, and I'm always glad to hear that. Um, not just as a band, but yourself, man, you managed to develop and do such incredible stuff in uh, a time when it seemed like nobody could do anything. Yeah. Positives then about working on the album, really. So, uh, what I'd like to hear, basically, some moments where everything kind of just came together for you as a group and you knew, and you knew, oh God, we've got something special on our hands. Do you remember any of those? Uh, when we, well, when we released Metamorph, I think that kind of settled its way in because there was a lot of uncertainty prior you know, things were going a little bit quiet on our socials. And then we were like, okay, we've actually got this ready to release now. This is quite a big deal because people are either going to be really stoked that Jams is back or they're not going to like the sounds. Not that I kind of allowed that to come into my head because I worked too hard on it. And I, I just, I feel like I would have had to have gone a little bit deaf in order to not feel like it was good enough. To, you've got to know it's good enough to release is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> But, you know, still a big thing to do. So when, when that released it and everyone was, like, going crazy about it, I was just like, oh, fuck, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're back on to... We're back in the swing of this here. Uh, I'd probably, probably say that was kind of like the prime moment for it. Fantastic. With that in mind, then, was there... Has there been any particular track, right... That before release, you thought, yep, the fans, the listeners, they're going to gravitate towards this one. But now that it's out, you found that they're actually gravitating to something you didn't expect. Yeah, actually, that's that's a really good question, because originally the track Empty Space was going to be a single. It was going to be one that we actually, uh, you know, had a music video for. And we, we were listening back to it. Uh, just the album in general I mean, it's not that it's not worth being out because actually mm. most tracks if not all of them on that album could have been a, could have been singles that was kind of one of our intentions with writing the album was to try and not make stuff that's going to be going you know taking people down you know certain listening experiences which can be quite punishing after a while we just wanted the enjoyment factor to be at 100 percent each time um and i think what we had with empty space was like this one's quite different you know we should put this out just to kind of like rock rock people's perspective um but you know we'd already done that so much by the the gaps that we had with releases we didn't want to uh kind of make people a little bit uncertain 
so we we moved away from that as a single even though i personally do love that song very much uh what we didn't realize is that people were really and have been jamming paradigm or like the first track on the album it's uh getting a lot of plays and even when we played it we, we actually decided to play it live on this this tour that we just done and loads of people knew the lyrics and we're getting down to it so but I can I can understand it now that I've taken a step back. So it is quite a fun track, and like I said, we, that's what we're looking for—just maximum enjoyment. Oh, that's incredible! I'm glad. I think um, as well, like the longer it's out, the more time it sits with people, the longer time they spend with it throughout this year and next year, and so on. I think that could chop and change. What is one person's favorite track today is not necessarily going to be a favorite track tomorrow because the album is. Well, you said yourself, it is an album where anything could have been a single it's wall-to-wall bangers basically yeah cheers <laughs> early on in the interview you said you talked about studying um or at least paying attention to the online streaming kind of thing and that perked my ears up because i'm always fascinated to sort of see and understand how bands pay attention to that aspect because i know it can be a drag i know it can be incredibly hard work to pay attention to algorithms and aspects like that, not just in streaming, but on the social media side of things, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, it's a lot of it out there. Overall, as a group, Ocean's 8 Alaska, how good do you think you guys are at the sort of social media aspect thing that you're required to do as a band? And more importantly, do you enjoy it? you enjoy it oh god so basically i'm kind of part of being band manager right now because i deal with the i deal with the uh the emails and the social and yeah the social media (laughs) and it gets a little bit fucking annoying (laughs) after a while (laughs) because i'm having to write these posts out you know think about it just even to put it simply, not fucking up the wording or the spelling of stuff, but day by day doing that. Uh, I don't love it, but I understand the importance of it and the, 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 the necessity to be engaged with the fan base or be engaging. Uh, so it's kind of cool in a way because I'm learning about how to use it better and, you know... Not trying to trick people, but you know, learn how to get maximum visual on what you're doing at all times. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so I, you know, I'm grateful to have been kind of thrown into doing this, and then okay, well, I am benefiting from it now because I do understand things a little bit better. Uh, you know, because it, it it is important. Uh, I kind of. I went off a bit of a tangent there. I kind of forgot what the... Uh, the did, did Is that answered your question or did I miss something? <laughs> you laughing at the very end, at the very start of that question was the answer you all needed to give. That was enough. Yeah. I think that tells everybody exactly what, what, what you think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I can understand how it can be enjoyable, you know, just it, like anything in life. But I, I think for me, I'm very much... I'm getting a little bit old school now, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm more about just kind of like throwing a throwing a stupid picture out there, be like, you know, we're playing this venue tonight, come down, like just a bit more kind of trashy, I guess. But you know, you got to you got to keep with the times, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, you do, but you also got to try and make it some way fun for yourself because you said it's a drag. It really, really is. It will drag you down. Um, too much to do, and 
ever-changing algorithms. You'll never be able to keep up. For sure. Well, last one before I let you go then, and it's really just what happens next. 2022 has been a good year so far. I mean, we're not quite done yet, of course. The album's out now, the tour you've just been on. Um, but I can't help but get this feeling and this vibe that while that's cool and we're doing this is great at a moment, 2023 feels like it's going to be your year. So what roughly is your expectations over the next 12 months? Is it basically tour, tour, festivals, tour, 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 and all that's the plan, really? Well, interestingly, the the way that things get booked up post-COVID is a lot more last minute than, you know, it used to be just because of certain uncertainties. I think we're only still just coming out the back end of the COVID stuff now. Uh, Thank God. But I still think I don't know how to take expecting when shows are going to be, you know, because we everything that we've done this year the uk headline tour obviously was a lot more pre-planned that had to be but everything else that we've done has been very much like oh okay we need you to be on this in like a month and it's like oh shit okay we usually used to seeing these things six months in time so you know the the shows uh we'll have to wait and see now but we you know we, we never not would like to uh be around the world that's our shit like that's well that's my shit definitely uh but in, like i said in 2018 we did so many shows but i saw so much of the world and it was sick so i'd love to do that again but really what's most important is that we get writing again asap as so as to keep the ball rolling because we you know we don't want another five-year wait until an album that's that's definitely not our game so main point of focus will be writing it, yeah, it makes a ton of sense. I, I always try to avoid those sort of questions, particularly as as we're here, we're talking about disparity because that's so fresh and all that. But of course, it's not necessarily as fresh for you. And you're an artist, so I'd always expect you to be, would expect you, it's a given. You will, you, you'll be writing and working on something at all times. Oh, yeah. Thank you for taking the time to do this. It has been my pleasure. Thank you. No, thank you, dude. Uh, you've had some really, really interesting questions. I can't tell you how much I'm glad I didn't have the uh, what what's the meaning behind your band name question. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> don't mind it. It's it's a pleasure to have such uh, developed questions there to really like get stuck into. So, thank you for your time. Thank you very much for watching. If you liked what you saw, please help us out by giving us a thumbs up and hitting that subscribe button. If you really liked what you saw. Consider donating to keep the website and channel running by buying us a coffee via our coffee page or picking up some merch from our big cartel store. You can check us out on gbhbell.com as well as via our social media, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. As well as listen to our interviews via SoundCloud, Apple Music and Spotify. Just search for GBHBL. Games, horror and heavy metal. What else is life for?